weekend and days after. I guess it depends on where you are in the county. When you are affected by this flooding, those in the flood zone on the floodplain and farmers are often the most impacted by these floods. It's happening again to our south. Thankfully, not as bad. This go-around with all the rain um, seems to be hitting folks south of us. But last week, a big flood here in Whatcom County, and a lot of farmers were affected by this. Thankfully, nothing too devastating from what I'm hearing, but certainly a, a bit of a challenge for some people even to get to barns or, you know, keep, uh, especially the dairy farms, keep things running the way they should be. And some questions about how this flood happened and why it happened the way that it did. Um, should it have even been as bad as it was? And, and, and we saw the water end up in Sumas. What was going on with that? And flooding, of course, in the Ferndale area. And it all started up on the, the South Fork. Acme always goes first when we have these kinds of floods. Welcome back to The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. And uh, joining me right now, a local dairyman, as well as a member of the Whatcom County Flood Control Zone District, Jeff DeYoung. Welcome to the program. And, and talk about first uh, how you guys dealt with the flood there on the farm. Did it cause any major problems for you? No, we we didn't have any major issues. This is this was a pretty typical flood. It was predicted pretty well um, by the National Weather Service, and we I watched the, the data that comes through on their website pretty close as a prediction to see how high it's going to get and what it's going to all affect because we, we kind of have an idea from history how that goes. Um, we we weren't affected directly. We didn't have anything in any buildings on our property, but uh, it affects the roads and transportation around. Uh, connecting a couple of the farms, we had to go through some pretty deep water, some water that was moving pretty fast. But uh, we're able to they, do they that. Warn, they warn people not to do that, the public not to do that. But in a lot of cases, you guys in the farming community have to do that to get your job done and, and keep your, your people and your animals safe, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. We're, we're, where we're located, we're, we're behind all the road close signs. So other than the, the looky-loos that think they are, it's fun to drive through flood water. We don't have any traffic in the area. So we're not we're not setting a, an example for other people to go through the water. We're behind where the signs are, and we're and we're doing it safely on our own uh, on our own discretion. Um, one of the challenges we have is getting employees in and out safely, and we take pretty extreme precautions to do that. We don't let them drive themselves, or uh, we carpool them in and out to make sure that that's done safely. But uh, yeah, like you said, we do have some people that come through that think it's fun even though it is dangerous uh, for really no need to come through. And it's interesting to watch that sometimes. Yeah. Do you, any stories from, from this go round or, or it floods in the past? I know people can quickly find themselves in a pretty scary situation. Yeah. I think, I think it surprises a lot of people. They don't realize how fast the water is moving and what it's power to move a vehicle off the road is and uh, what it takes to actually get through it and how quickly you can get into uh the parts of an engine that make it quit running and then you're in, in some serious trouble and it, it takes somebody else to get you out of that trouble that you shouldn't have been in the first place so it stresses other other parts of uh, emergency management as well yeah i saw quite a few mentions and even photos and videos of search and rescue crews around whatcom county during this last flood last week uh, having to go out and, and rescue people more than i would have expected 
and I think more than we've even seen in recent floods. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any hard and fast data on that, but I've talked to the the, the county flood staff and some of my sheriff's buddies, and, and it sounds like yeah, they they've been, they've had to go out and uh, and uh, get people out of harm's way more than more than what you would like to have to do in this in this scenario. Have you guys ever had to do that on the farm? Bring a tractor out or something? Get somebody back out of the water to safety? Uh, yeah, it's happened. To, it's happened a time or two. Yikes. We thought an individual would be would be capable of making it through, and it was it's 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 amazing, Dylan, how easy it is to lose orientation where you're at when the water's moving across the road, and you and you don't have a point of reference, or you aren't aware that you should have a point of reference to look at ahead of you, and especially when it gets dark, it's it gets extremely uh, a little bit nerve wracking sometimes to to go through moving flood water, and if you're not used to it, or if you're not a very good driver to begin with, yeah, it's it's not a place you should be. Jeff DeYoung with us, a dairy farmer out at Eagle Mill Farms just south of Linden along the Nooksack River, as well as a member of the Whatcom County Flood Control Zone District. Jeff, as somebody who's been involved in these flood issues and planning for this, you know, people usually only think of floods this time of year when they actually happen. You're going to meetings, you're following what the technical folks at the county and state level and beyond are, are doing with these issues year round. How do you look at, at an event like this? What, what are, things are you looking for in, as, even as it's happening um, to kind of gauge if things are going well or not? Personally, I kind of sit back and cover my own bases and uh, get my own things covered and just kind of wait to hear for, for what's coming down. The, the, flood, the flood staff and the, and, the, and the folks at the county that, that are in emergency management do a great job of staying ahead of this. So as far as decision-making or involvement, I really have none. It's, it's yeah. where we come in as a, where we come in as a, as a committee is afterwards the damage will be assessed and, uh, and we'll try and prioritize and look at, at making the repairs that are necessary and, and try to find the funding that it takes to make those repairs. So talk about that. I know you've already been doing some of that after this flood, just in the past few days out touring some sites and looking at what do you see so far from this flood? From what I understand, it's, 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 pretty minor and i and i know i've heard a lot of water went through everson and ended up in sumas and i haven't heard the extent of some of the damage out there i'm looking forward to, to hearing what some of those folks have to say but as far as the the main stem river system we haven't that i know of had any major dike breaches any any major catastrophes that uh are going to have to be repaired it's just just minor minor uh, damage from some overtopping in a couple locations where it started to scour and those should be fairly easy repairs to make are the, the experts, the, you know, the county technical folks giving much information at this point of why in some ways this flood was maybe worse than it, it should have been? I, I'm hearing word that the river is maybe having some issues that are they're causing our floods to be worse than they need to be. You know, everybody has their own their own idea and their own uh, uh, thoughts on, on what's going on. It's a, it's a very dynamic system. We all know that. The river changes year to year, day to day. It's, it's, a, it's a very dynamic system system um we my personal thoughts are we're seeing a, some sediment build up in the river we're seeing a slug that's moving down from everson um that's that's causing some issues some some undue uh overtopping in some places the county's taking a real hard look at that as of right now it's still it's still too early to have all the thoughts uh, collected and the data in place to say what exactly happened but yeah the, from what i hear this is this is uh kind of a five-year frequency flood, which in past models that have been run by county staff, it shouldn't have maybe necessarily gone 
the places to the extent that it did. And so they're, they're certainly scratching their heads and they're taking a, a serious look at, at how their models are working and what needs to be changed and, and, and what uh, work we need to do uh, to control those situations. Yeah, like like water going to Sumas, which I don't believe we've really seen in any significant way since 1990, which the 1990 flood, if I recall, was a, a 50 or even, I don't know if it was a 100-year event. Like, it was a big flood. You're saying this was only a five-year event, yet we ended up with water in Sumas, which we haven't seen for a long time. I know there's a meeting happening later today in Sumas about that. We're going to have more details in just a couple of minutes uh, when our reporter Elizabeth Kayser joins us with some details. But... Um, Jeff, in the meantime, you know, what, what does that mean? You talk about a slug of sediment coming down the stream. You're not talking about a short amount of time like this just happened in the last week. This is kind of long-term stuff. Well, yes, of course, this is long-term stuff. As, as we most all likely know, the river moves an awful lot of sediment that has to be dealt with and managed in a certain way in, in, in years past in history. Some of that sediment was was collected upstream aways and used for a variety of uses. It was, it's basically a, a very good resource that can be used for for all the needs that aggregates are used for. Um, and that hasn't happened in we're going on 30 years now that that hasn't that those, those sediment uh, deposits haven't been removed. Um, and there's there's a school of thought that says, hey, if we haven't been doing that, there's a good chance that's moving down through the system and filling in the main channel of the river between the levees, therefore not leaving us enough capacity to, to pass the water that needs to pass during a high water event. Isn't the, the argument on that though, that, that removing sediment is as bad for salmon. What, what do you see on that issue and, and what, what are the scientists saying about it? Oh, uh, that's a, that's a real, it's a real hard, uh, hard discussion to wade through. Uh, I guess I don't have any personal thoughts. I, I think there's a, there's, there are workarounds that can be done to accomplish the needs and goals uh, from, from both sides. In fact, uh, there's been some very good discussions involving uh, a lot of people from both parties, from all the parties that could be involved in this in something like this that have been happening. And, and I feel like we're making some good strides and be able to have, have some discussions on saying, hey, we need to. Uh, we need. We have several goals we need to accomplish here. What's What's some middle ground that uh, we can meet some of those needs without uh, having adverse effects on either side? And and I'm encouraged by the fact that we're able to start having those discussions. It's just a good thing to see. Yeah, balancing the need to protect fish, but also the need to protect farming and the need to protect people's property and life mm-hmm. and safety and all of those in the mix. I, I know there were some, you know, kind of hot political conversations last year in Olympia about the, you know, the potential for even just a pilot project that would do some sediment removal. And in, in terms of doing it in a way that would not, according to the experts, harm salmon or, or salmon, uh, hatching or rearing areas, but there was still very mm-hmm. much, you know, a lot of opposition to it. And the governor ended up vetoing it, even though it had passed out of the legislature down in Olympia. So yeah, obviously it's a political conversation on top of a scientific conversation. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that at the state level, but also here in Whatcom County and the Nooksack Basin, where we're, it sounds like maybe we're having to start thinking more and more about those kinds of issues. Again, we've been talking with 
uh, Jeff DeYoung. He's a, a member of the Whatcom County Flood Control Zone District uh, Board, as well as a dairy farmer south of Linden. Uh, Jeff, what would you encourage people to have as a takeaway from this flood? Because in some ways you're saying, yeah, it was it was a five-year event, according to the experts. I think that's not how a lot of people are seeing it because they've seen these impacts in Sumas and elsewhere. I think a lot of people felt mm -hmm. like, no, that was like a 50-year or 100-year flood. That's the idea that they have, and they're probably not even aware that the experts are, are saying this about a, a five-year event. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I would just say uh, keep your ears open, stay involved, or stay uh, up on the information that's being fed to you as far as the prediction on how on how bad a flood could be, and know that quite possibly this might be the new normal. A mm. five year event, a five year event might send water to places that uh, it normally did not, and and you have to be prepared for that. Always, always be prepared. Yeah, that's a big question, I think, too, for people building houses and some of the places we see houses going in. It makes you scratch your head like, wow, um, we know what's happened in those areas in the past as far as flooding and what's that going to mean for those folks in the future. I mean, it's one thing if it's a farm field, but then, then if it's a bunch of houses uh, that are getting water inside, totally different different ball game. Uh, Jeff DeYoung, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your insight on these issues and your commitment year-round to continue working on this stuff and, and make sure that uh, multiple parties and multiple interests are considered uh, as the county makes its plans for how to manage its land, manage the river, and of course the people and animals that are affected. Joining us right now is Elizabeth Kayser, who's been following a meeting that's happening later today. Elizabeth, give us the details on what we know right now about this meeting. It, it, this is the governor's office is involved, Whatcom County, so state and local officials all coming together. And this is in Sumas where a lot of people were uh, su probably surprised to be affected by this flood, right? Yeah. So the meeting starts at 10. It's expected to last until about noon and it's held at the Nooksack Valley High School. The Whatcom County Emergency Management is the one that's mm -hmm. uh, holding the meeting, but the sheriff's office will be there as well as county executives. And at the state level, uh, Governor Inslee and Susan Del Bene are supposed to be there as well. So the governor himself is coming to Sumas today for this meeting. That's the rumor. Yeah. That's what we understand that's at this what, point. Yeah, that's what and we so understand. And so they're going to be talking about specifically Sumas or? The county, the whole county. Um, it's expected that Inslee will declare um, a state of emergency for the county so the county can receive or people affected by the flooding in the county can receive the, the federal assistance. Okay. And you were in Sumas in the past few days covering mm -hmm. the cleanup that went on there. Talk a little bit about that. It was pretty impressive from what I understand, the people who came out to help clean things up in Sumas. Yeah, it was a huge crowd of people actually came out. And what they did was they gridded off the city and assigned people to go out to these different grids to help clean up just the city parks, the sidewalks, the roads, etc., when I was there, there was still a lot of standing water. Mm. Um, so there were still areas where roads were closed. People still weren't having access to certain neighborhoods and stuff. Um, but volunteers were having to like wade through the water to grab debris. And um, there was big dumpsters set up where people could go and bring, you know, things that were damaged or had drifted into their yards right. too. Yeah. Um, I talked to a, a gentleman that was 
out there picking up um, debris near the elementary school. Mm -hmm. And he said that he showed up to work that morning and his boss was like, we're not working today. We're actually just going to go out and uh, help Sumas clean up instead. So I thought that was pretty cool. Community coming together after something like this. And and for people who don't understand, and it looks like we still have uh, Jeff DeYoung on the line. Jeff, when water goes to Sumas, it's kind of leaving the Nooksack flood system, right? It's, we're exporting that water ultimately to Canada because that's a different watershed that it's headed to? Yeah, you're right, Dylan. Any water that comes out of the Nooksack in that stretch by Everson goes north into Canada and uh, becomes part of the Fraser system. I believe it's uh, eventually pumped into the Vetter Canal and into the mm-hmm. Fraser. Not your typical situation or, or normal lowland flooding around here. That doesn't usually happen, and obviously it means a lot bigger problems, of course, for Sumas, but it's just interesting to see so many miles away the effects of what's happening on the Nooksack River uh, being felt. Thanks to both of you for being here with Info this morning. Jeff DeYoung, again, Eagle Mill Farms, and, and with the Whatcom County Flood Control Zone District, we appreciate your time chatting with us on the program, and Elizabeth Kayser as well with the update on this meeting. Again, you said that's happening at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Where yes. in Sumas? Nooksack Valley High School. Okay. Thank you very much to, to both of you for being with us here on the program this morning.